Hi, I'm D.V. Sinti Kepri, a man of international perspective and a fascination of how money flows throughout our world. Welcome to the second of many cents I'm going to discuss in this series of Making Sense with Sinti. In this episode, I'm going to discuss the cost of fragmentation of our cultures and, and daily life, from our wallets to our valuable time. So if many of you are like me, you may have woken up one day and noticed that you feel this sense of struggle that is going on in your life and you're wondering if everyone else is going through it and you're wondering how that sense of struggle, um, if it's, if it's natural, if it's normal and that sense of struggle is this, this enduring, uh, take two steps forward, one step back, or take one step forward, two steps back. And, and it's, it seems like this never ending cycle of trying to progress, uh, through your, your life. And I found this very frustrating because, um, I found that I would get, in, get locked into these cycles of habits, these cycles of temporary, uh, instant fulfillment. And it, it just seemed like my, my thoughts and my actions were very fragmented. Um, and this built up so much stress in my life that it made it hard for me to, uh, manage my relationships. And because I would just be, um, wanting to go on the, the next best thing, or it, I mean, you see it when people are like texting, and your, your friend will text you and be like, Hey, do you want to go out on Thursday? We're going to go to this concert or whatever. And, and you'll text back like, yeah, I'll see if I can make it. And, or let me look at my schedule. And really what you're doing is you're, you're propping up, you're leaving the, it open that, Hey, yeah, I might be able to make this, but really in your head, you're like, if there's something that better comes along with another friend or a female, you know, significant other, whatever, something or something you're trying to pursue or whatever that it comes along. That's better that you're going to cancel on that friend. So you're not even really setting up a a solid, legitimate, um, engagement with your friends. And so we have this fragmentation of our time that goes on and it's just hangs there in limbo. And if this, this, trickles down even into our wallets where what I call uh, crap creep where we just will go on Amazon and spend hours on Amazon or whatever whatever site you're purchasing off of and you're just scrolling through and spending so much money on really not important uh, crap and you're just filling your house with little sentimental objects or whatever, or things that you just like of your style or whatever. And I found that, um, the more things that I would buy, the more that Amazon or Google would, would recommend have, have, it would fine tune its recommendations for ads for me that it seemed like almost every ad or every other ad that was popping up was something that was like, Whoa, wow. I absolutely need that. Like, I would go in and I would make that purchase and it, it like opened up my mind to this, this vision that we are so caught in this cog of algorithms and fragmentation of our attention 
that it fragments our wallets. It fragments our bank account. And so in order to be able to accomplish anything of meaning, whether it's our actual time or our focus, um, or even save up for something of actual enduring value, like maybe an asset, an actual asset that will give us dividends later on. Uh, we just end up buying these things that lo quickly lose their value and we end up broke. And we just go through the cycle of going broke. And th this whole process can be very frustrating and it caused me to contemplate like, like how is society structured? How, how is our society holding this up? This cons never ending consumerism that we, that we have processing here. And, and how are these elites that we have that the people, um, how, how, how do they maintain this power? And how do people come from, from a poverty level to such a high level of success? Um, breaking through this fragmentation of concentration or fragmentation of goals and, and focus. And it, it, it made me do a whole bunch of reading. I read a whole bunch of books and, and I'm, and I, I came to the conclusion that throughout history, throughout, throughout time for, for millennia, um, at least centuries, the, the world was led by this hierarchy of money. And um, with that money came the opportunity. And don't get me wrong, obviously if you have money now, you have doors open for you, you have more opportunity. And so you, you may, the, you know, the argument may be that that's still how it is, but I beg to differ. I beg to differ because how would these really poor people um, in America or around the world be able to just propel themselves on a path or trajectory that um, sets them up for such success, such value. And um, I, I realized that in today's society, in, today, in the global economy that we have, and due to the advent of the internet, as much as it fragments our our time and how much it fragments our attention. I, I, I learned that the ability to focus on one thing, the ability to work hard on one thing, the ability to save for one thing is becoming increasingly rare. And because it's becoming that increasingly rare, it's, it's getting more value. It's getting that increasing value. And a, a, a good book to, to look into is Deep Work. It discusses this in depth on, on focusing your work. But um, what, what, I, what I can view now is that the world is no longer led by that same hierarchy. The world is led by a hierarchy of knowledge now and not money. Because before you would have that money and there'd be these esoteric groups that would dispense that private knowledge, that specialty knowledge or whatever, that the insider knowledge. And now there, because knowledge is so abundant, it, it literally saturates everything. In fact, it's an oversaturation of information. And because of that oversaturation of information, it caught, it, it contributes to that fragmentation of attention and habits and spending and, and spending habits. And, um, the, that, but that knowledge there is, 
is open to the world. It's open never in the time of history. In no other time of history can you like literally go and sit down with the world richest person and listen to them speak for an hour about how they made their money or sit down with the world's leading minds on happiness and hear them discuss how and what makes us happy or any field, pick any field, you know, neuroscience or or uh, archaeology or, or whatever the, the, the field is, you can literally now go onto like YouTube and watch endless hours of these top specialists in their field giving completely free information. That knowledge goes out to people. And so... Um, since this, this knowledge is so widespread, it is knocking or it it tips the balance of money. If you can just gather that knowledge in a comprehensive way, you can gather that knowledge in, in, in a, and focus it in a collective way, then you will be able to objectively, um, utilize that knowledge and and see massive results in your personal life and in in society this hierarchy of opportunity um that the money brought is no longer so in today's world in my view i feel that the the current hierarchy is a hierarchy of disciplines not opportunity because in today's world, right, opportunity is spread to everybody. It's a beautiful world because this opportunity is spread to everyone. Now you can have a mom of seven kids, a single mom of seven kids living out of the jungles of Malaysia. And she has a, she's got a smartphone and she can operate a business on that smartphone. She can become monetized off that smartphone. I see, I watch these videos of these Indonesian guys who like build entire pools, these, these, swimming, uh, these swimming galleries of architecture and, um, and engineering with nothing but a freaking stick. Like they are just chipping away at the dirt. And they built these amazing, you can go on YouTube and watch these videos of hours and hours of these people, just these incredible, you, you see that and you're like, when you watch somebody in Indonesia, like do that, you watch somebody in the middle of the jungle, do something like they, they built this incredible structure with nothing but a stick. It is incredibly humbling. It is so humbling. And it puts it, it, it shocked me. It put my life into perspective. Like, what am I doing? Like where, where honestly, where, what am I doing? I live in the world of abundance. What am I doing? This guy can do this with a stick. Imagine if today we switch places, where would this guy be? So it's not the, it's no longer the opportunity because everyone gets this equal opportunity, relatively everybody. And, um, it is now the discipline. How disciplined are you in your field? How disciplined are you in obtaining that skill, in obtaining that knowledge? How disciplined are you with not spending your money on crap and filling your life with just this crap? And it's 
it, it causes me to reevaluate not only my daily habits and my actions, um, it, it not only my uh, my relationships with my friends and my family. It it causes me to honestly look at the decisions that I'm making, like even the little micro decisions that I make, like is this going is this honestly helping me achieve my goal is this distracting me from my discipline is this distracting me from my goal my end goal is this is this a purposeful endeavor making this decision and i know that seems like a whole lot to do on on little little decisions like getting dressed or something like that you know but i argue i beg to differ that to people who say they're not important Look at uh, the, what's his name? The owner of Facebook. Um, I, can't, I can't remember his name, but he wears the same clothes. He wears the exact same clothes. His wardrobe is the exact same. And the same with the owner of, of a- Apple, um, Steve Jobs. He was the exact same way. He would have the exact same wardrobe. The reason why is because they they followed after the ideology that we have a limited amount of decisions that we can make in the day before our brains get exhausted, our brains reach that burnout. And so they wanted to spend as little time as possible or as little decisions as possible on routine mundane things like what am I eating today or what am I what am I getting dressed or what am I wearing today? And so this allowed them to save those decisions, those important decisions, and focus that energy to to really magnify their disciplines. And so if there's one thing you can like take away from this, it's it's sit in your room and you're going to hear me say this often, but sit in your room and think about where am I going and and what do I really want? And then look around at all your crap creep that you have in your house or your room and and every single object every little thing like is this helping me or is this distracting me is this is this uh motivating me to get my goal or is it not so for instance like i i used to have um a brand new Dodge Challenger, two of them, and then a and then a Chevy Silverado pickup, um, all, all, all top of the line, brand new, and driven off the lot. And the payments were obviously stupid high, all, all combined, including insurance and then gas and and all that. But I realized that this I was becoming a literally becoming a slave to my things. I'd become so fragmented on even my values, like what was valuable to me that I, I placed my value, my personal value on these objects. And this is such a a dangerous thing to do, placing such high value on these objects because they're just objects. They're going to break down. They're going to go away. They, they, they can't contribute to your, to your personal life or development. I know some of some people are like, well, well, my car is my baby, and we have long conversations, and and <laughs> and, and that's true. I mean, th- it may be that way for you. It, it legitimately may be that way for you. But um, I I say that's have I mean, be careful with that because you you're gonna stumble upon 
the the unhealthy relationship where you're uh, placing so much emotional value on inanimate objects that you you fracture your emotions when that thing is taken away from you or it's gone the way of the world which is lost and this is where this is where you see the program hoarders comes in is because these people take a traumatic event in their lives and they end up focusing that into a world of I can't give up any inanimate object. So they go up, they go collecting just trash. They fill their house with trash or they'll attach to only one specific type of inanimate object like newspapers or whatever. Or it can be an inanimate object like a cat and they just become the cat lady. You know, they, they got 57 cats in their house and it doesn't matter that they're dying and living in squalor and, and infection and but their their world has become so attached to that that this is due to that that fragmentation. This is due to that lack of focus. This is due to that the the the, the lack of um, disciplining their get, taking that knowledge, putting it into a discipline, and focusing it in a meaningful way, a way that can be bring you purpose and. Uh, it, like help society, like contribute to society, contribute to your, maybe it's just your family. Maybe it's just your child or maybe it's just yourself, but it's, it's not done in a healthy way. And it, and it literally fragments your personality. This, this type of behavior I found in my own life. I mean, it wasn't to the scale of hoarding, but it was definitely to a scale of like, I would do compulsive, sh compulsive shopping. I would just go on, I would just go buy a whole bunch of, a whole ton of crap. And then I would fragment my time with my friends and instead of cultivating legitimate, like deep relationships with them. And so if I could, if I could convey like one overall arcing uh, lesson to take from this, it would be that pick a discipline, pick a discipline and learn all the knowledge about it. When you pick that discipline and it may be health, it may be, I don't know, maybe blacksmithing and you want to make swords. I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it could be finance, the stock market. It could be anything. It could be, you know, open heart surgery. Pick a discipline and become obsessed. Focus on that discipline. Put those blinders on. Turn the social media off. Turn the negative voices off. Listen to, listen to the voices that are supporting you, the ones that are helping you build up and become a specialist in that discipline, helping you become the absolute expert in that discipline to where you're contributing to new discoveries in that discipline, new developments in that discipline because you're so in depth with that discipline. I look at people like uh, Michael Jordan, uh, LeBron James, you know, Kobe Bryant, um, Warren Buffett, um, Steve Jobs, um, you know, Bill Gates. Th these people, these people became obsessed with their discipline and they just focused on that discipline until they had it absolutely dominated. 
they dominated in their field. It became as easy as breathing because they knew every single aspect of it. They, they literally wrote the knowledge that came thereafter from them because of that discipline, that focused discipline. They weren't out partying. They weren't out fragmenting their attention on, on meaningless things or meaningless relationships. They just, they utilized the discipline to gain and, and focused it on the opportunity that laid out before them and developed the knowledge. And then once that happens, once that happens, that money just flows into your life. It is inevitable that the money will flow and, and or happiness. It will come too. It comes too because as you develop and become a master in those disciplines, happiness flows in with it. And so people are part of the fragmentation in society is they don't want to, people don't want to miss out on the next thing. They don't want to miss out on the next big thing. Well, I say don't miss out on the next big thing in your discipline. Life is going to happen and you cannot, you cannot see everything at all times. We can't, we just can't do it. There's no, like, tell me, tell me. Like, how many hours have you literally spent scrolling through TikTok, scrolling through Facebook, scrolling through Instagram or Snapchat or Twitter? How many hours have you spent scrolling? It never ends. It literally never ends. And so purge those those media. If you can't purge those media accounts at all, if you can't get rid, just hit the uninstall button on your phone or on your computer, then purge everything that has anything else to do with anything that is not your discipline. Focus only on your disciplines. Pick a couple disciplines, only focus on them. Or pick one and hyper-focus on it. Become dominant in it and then move on to the next one. But this is this is my take on society and um, the fragmentation of our, our cultures and our daily life. It definitely affects our wallets. It affects our valuable time. It affects our it affects our relationships, and it is a poverty mindset to be focused on so many different things. It will break the bank. Um, tune in to the next episode with uh, D.V. Cinti Kepri, and I hope you like this show. Feel free to give me uh, shout outs. Um, you can you can email me at hieroglyphicsvisions at gmail.com. That's hieroglyphicvisions at gmail.com. And I look forward to hearing from you, please. Um, any ideas you want me to hear, hear my perspective on, um, send those emails there and I'll definitely make a show about it. So going back to the Malaysian kids, when I think about them, I, I'm admiration, not just because of what they can accomplish with a stick, but the fact that they have a thriving business. They're monetizing YouTube. They're building their their brand and they're being followed and they're making money off of this. It wasn't so easy back in the day, which is why we had such a high influx of, of immigrants. And still even today that people think that, um, this is the land of opportunity that they don't have that, that opportunity to be able to, um, progress when we see a great leveling um, a global leveling. G- globalization has brought 
the uh, economies of these smaller countries and out of the jungles or whatever onto the forefront of the the world and access the they can tap into the money that is you know that is used to be only preserved for the first world countries so now they um but those that come to america these immigrants i i admire them so much because they come here and they they just hyper focus on one thing they just become they just delve into their work and they in a few short years you can see them the moment they step off the plane in a few short years they become they they become stabilized and even wealthy here in America so the amount of progress they're able to accomplish in such a condensed amount of time such a short time is because of that focus they recognize that um let's say maybe in their country there's uh it's war torn or whatever um this country allows them to be able to uh, develop or focus on those disciplines don't get me wrong even in war torn countries you can ex- you can you can succeed you can excel in, in in a field it may not be the field that you want it may not be the discipline that you're that you're hoping for but you can definitely do it where where there's tragedy there is the, you know the there is success in during the 1920s it was the poorest time in the in the country but um there was also never there's never been a time where more millionaires were born more were made and so this leads me to i honestly think of back of uh when i was a child and my mother she would tell me about um that i need to needed to focus on uh on on working i need to develop a positive relationship with work and that work was a good thing and i think that it's funny because in our society we so many people are running from it i look at when covid happened and the government was just printing out all this money and giving all these people all this free cash i'd be working um and i'd run into these i'd run into you know people that were like oh i don't want to go back to work because i'm earning more now than i was when i was working and that's another symptom of society but this was so confusing to me that this person would rather just sit at home not developing oneself not stretching oneself not uh not learning or or becoming more disciplined but rather just <laughs> just collect a paycheck and so uh when i was younger i i i quickly developed this um this relationship with work that allowed me to uh find therapy in it it was very therapeutic for me i broke up i remember when i was like 16 and the love of my life like left me for my best friend and and you know the the, the tragic story of your of your first love and and how that all dies out so tragically but um i i drowned myself in work and i was able to uh focus on something else other than just wallow in my pain but it allowed me to process the pain that was going on in segments i would process a little bit and then go back to work and then process a little bit and then go back to work and what this has to do with um with our society is basically 
if we can retrain this fragmentation that we have to where our, our brain is just like squirrel and, and you're, you know, we were running toward that direction and then squirrel, we're running the opposite direction. <laughs> if we can retrain our brain to find the therapeutic value and the, the intrinsic value of working in our discipline, even though maybe at that moment we're not earning that much money, but appreciating the discipline as the, as a discipline, appreciating it as something of value and then contributing to that value. I'm, I'm fully confident that more and more people will find that that discipline is actually more lucrative than they could ever have thought of. They're, they're going to end up making more money than they ever thought of. I mean, who would have thought like you could write a book and become a billionaire? J.K. Rowling, you know, wrote the Harry Potter series and she writes a book and I mean, she writes these books, wrote these books and she's, she's a billionaire. She became to, she, she was like a fired school teacher or whatever. And, but she didn't give up on her discipline. She continued in her discipline and contri- continued to contribute. And now she's a billionaire. So what I, what I hope is that we can, we can focus on our disciplines, focus on work, find the therapeutic value. Don't be so fragmented in our personal lives and become a, become a contributor to the field that we're going into, the, the fields that we're focusing on and stop, stop spreading ourselves so thin across everything. Everyone is, is becoming this, everyone has become like this keyboard warrior where they can add these little quip, insulting, negative comments on somebody's, on somebody's creative content on their YouTube video or their, their, their tweet or their, their Instagram or Facebook or, or whatever. They, they just sit there and can add all this, this negative, um, feedback in just a matter of seconds. And that might've taken that person hours to create and contribute to that. Anyway, I hope you like this content. If you do stick around, I've got, I got plenty more coming. If you have any questions or want me to talk about a certain subject and hear my per- perspective on it, then please uh, write an email to hieroglyphicsmedia or at gmail.com. That's hieroglyphicsmedia at gmail.com. Send your question there. I will, I'll write do a whole segment on it. Thank you for tuning in. And I hope to, I hope you can tune in again in the future.